The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made mud with saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of psyllium, which means scent. Then the man was, who was blind went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you. We all desire to dress gorgeously and to appear beautiful and nice outwardly. But the question is whether our outward appearance reflects what is inside of us. Unfortunately enough, we humans, of course, are always carried away with how we dress, the beauty of our hair, the beauty of our clothes, and the beauty of our outward appearance. 
But of course, God is not moved by these things. God looks at the heart. And this whole you know, scenario is being played in the first reading, the case of uh, Samuel being sent to the house of Jesse to anoint a new king of Israel. We are told that he went to the house of Jesse, and when he saw Eliab, he was carried away by the physical appearance of Eliab and wanted to anoint Eliab. But of course God said, No, I have rejected him. I have not chosen him. For I do not look at the outward appearance of men, but I look at the hearts. I want to take us back also to the fact that when Israel left Egypt, they, of course, were settled in the promised land. And at that time, they had no central government of their own. But from time to time, God raised for them judges who led them to battle and, of course, gave them victory over their neighboring enemies. Now, the last judge of Israel was Samuel. And a time came when the people rebelled and they, of course, demanded for their own king because the neighboring nations were all having their king, so they wanted their own king. And, of course, God listened to them and gave them their own king in the person of Saul. So Saul became the first king of Israel. However, time came that God rejected Saul. Why? Because he disobeyed God. He refused to destroy completely the Amalekites, and so he disobeyed God. So God was not happy with him, and so God had to reject him. And after that rejection, God chose again the second king of Israel, and that was the assignment that was given to Samuel in the first reading we just heard. God instructing Samuel to go to the house of Jesse to anoint a new king for the people of Israel. And of course, Samuel went to the Jesse and to anoint a new king of Israel, he was carried away when he saw the first son of Jesse. But of course, God did not anoint the son of the first son of Jesse. But all this whole story, what lessons could we draw from this story? The first lesson is that God does not look at our outward appearance. He does not look at how beauty we are externally, outwardly. He looks at how beauty our hearts is. He is not carried away with our physical appearance, how short, tall, black, white we are. No, he is more interested in what is in our hearts. A humble and contrite heart the Lord will not reject. So he looks at how humble your heart is. And if we know this, if we have this at the back of our mind, then we will recognize the fact that God loves us, irrespective of eh, how we may appear. And if we realize the fact that God loves us, then we also are called to love ourselves, because we all are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And I think when we have this at the back of our mind, we understand that there is no point trying to alter our agenda or trying to identify as whatever we want to identify. We we'll always identify ourselves as our own identity which God has given to us. Now the second lesson, of course, we should take home is that we must avoid hasty judgment. There is more that meets the eye. 
Samuel, of course, when he saw Eliab, he concluded immediately, this must be the Lord's anointed. But of course, the Lord did not anoint Eliab. And so we must learn to give people, you know, the benefit of doubt, especially in our relationship with one another, in our relationship, you know, as husbands, as wives, and even as children. We must learn to give people the opportunity to explain themselves before we condemn them. Sometimes we just hold on to one side of the story without wanting to listen to people. So we are called to always try to give people an opportunity to explain themselves. The third lesson, of course, is that we must learn to listen to the voice of God in order to avoid costly mistakes in life. Of course, Samuel would have made a very grievous mistake if he had not listened to God. Not only listening to God, but he was able to identify the voice of God. So we are also encouraged before taking a very important decision in life, we must listen to the voice of God so that we don't so that we don't make a very grievous mistake. And how do we listen to the voice of God? Through prayer. And sometimes also God talks to us, you know, from our brothers and sisters around us. And also through meditation, we are able to listen to the voice of God and the quietness of our hearts. And in the gospel reading, we just read of the story of the man who was born blind. For me, I think the Pharisees, you know, took a very harsh judgment, you know, when they, of course, refused to accept Jesus and they condemned Jesus that he is a sinner and he had no right to perform any miracle. And so they were actually upset, you know, for two counts, on two counts. The first one is that uh, Jesus, of course, healed this man on a Sabbath day. And for them, they believed that Jesus had broken the law of the Sabbath, which forbade them to do anything on that day. And the second one is that they saw Jesus as a sinner. And as someone who had broken the Sabbath law, how can this person, how can this sinner perform such miracle? And also, at the beginning of the reading, the gospel reading, we hear the disciples asking Jesus, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And this question actually was being informed by the Jewish thinking that human suffering and human affliction or pains were all due to the sin of the one who suffers or that of their parents. And the fact remains that Jesus does not punish us because of our sins. Just as the psalmist will tell us in Psalm 103 verse 10, that the Lord does not treat us according to our sins, neither does he repay us according to our faults. And of course, when we look at the life of Jesus, that Jesus suffered so much, he was crucified on the cross, you know, for our sake. He committed no sin, yet... He was crucified, yet he suffered so much. That's to tell us that when we suffer, it is not an indication of the fact that we have committed sin. And sometimes also in our lives, God allows us to have certain experiences in life in order to achieve a particular purpose. Just as Jesus answered the disciples, he said to them, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. Is it possible, my dear friends, 
that God wants to make something meaningful out of your present situation? Is it possible that he was, that God wants to manifest his power in your sickness? Is it possible he wants to make something out of the pains, the disappointments you are experiencing in life? Can you give him a chance? The point is that in all these experiences in life, God is always there to identify with us. He's there to identify with us in our sickness. He's there to identify with us in our emotional struggles. He's there to identify with us physically, spiritually. He's there with us. And he's always there to heal us. Just as what Isaiah will tell us in Isaiah 53 verse 5. It says that Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And upon him laid the chastisement that has made us whole. And that by his stripes on the cross we are healed. We are all set free by his stripes on the cross. My dear friends, we may not be blind physically, but is it possible that we are blind emotionally? I think we may be blind emotionally when we fail to have empathy or to associate with those around us with special needs. We may not be blind physically, but is it possible we are blind spiritually? I think we are blind spiritually when we fail to recognize the presence of Christ in the blessed Eucharist. We may be blind spiritually if we fail to recognize the presence of Christ amongst us, among your fellow brother, among your fellow sisters. We may also not be blind physically, but is it possible we are blind to our own errors? Is it possible we are blind to what is right? The Pharisees in the gospel reading were blind to their own errors. They were blind to what is right. When they failed to accept the fact that Jesus performed the miracle, that Jesus gave sight to the blind man. And so they did not want to accept that fact because they were spiritually blind. And so the man who was physically blind was able to see. He was healed physically and also healed spiritually. Because he was able to see physically and also see spiritually by identifying that Christ indeed is a Messiah and is a great healer. But on the other hand, the Pharisees were blind spiritually, hence they were not able to see Christ. Hence they were not able to identify Christ as the healer. Sometimes in our lives also, we tend to be blind to our own errors. We tend to refuse to accept what is right. We don't want people to advise us. We feel that we know it all. You know, we don't want anybody to correct us as husbands, as wives, as children. Sometimes we feel we don't need anybody to correct us. The Lord is calling on us today to listen to him. It is our prayer that he will continue to open our hearts and our eyes so that we may be able to identify him at the breaking of bread and also amongst us. If the Lord is your shepherd, then there is nothing you shall want.